You're listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash Brisbane. My name's Steve Austin and this is 612 ABC Brisbane and ABC Digital. I have mentioned to you, I think, in the past that I'm the father of a four-year-old. And my daughter's pretty talented. She shows aptitude in a whole range of areas. I'd like to tell you that she's gifted, but I really don't think she is in the strict definition of the term. She's getting good at art. She's good at swimming. She's unbelievably good at gymnastics in my mind. But there's a big difference between having a talent or an aptitude in a particular area and actually being gifted. So how do you know when you have a gifted child and does this mean they need extra support? What can parents do to help their children reach potential and have a normal childhood? Well, Dr. Alina Moraska is my guest from the Triple P Positive Parenting Program, fresh from the big seminar in Glasgow where half the the child researchers around the world were gathered. Welcome back, Alina. Thank you. How was it in Glasgow at the big conference? Oh, it was great. There was such a range of different things going on, so many interesting topics around parenting. It was a fabulous event. Did they talk about gifted children at all? I don't think that was on the agenda um, this time, but there were lots of other um, areas that were covered. All right. Now, just come a bit closer to the microphone for me, if you would. I'd be, be grateful. There's a big difference between talented and gifted, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know that there's a really clear difference. Um, I think we all struggle with these definitions. I mean, gifted is generally defined as being the top 10% in a particular area. Now, in intellectual development, that's often easy to define because we have specific tests um, that give us a number in terms of an IQ and, uh, for a child. And so we can say, well, this child is in the top 10%. Uh, in other areas, like, say, sporting ability or musical ability um, or artistic ability of any sort, it's much more difficult because what's defined as top 10 10 percent um well i don't think there's any clear tests or anything like that so do gifted children stand out i think certainly think some gifted children do stand out a lot of gifted children though particularly those who are academically gifted often try not to stand out and this is the dilemma isn't it so you've got Mm. this kid you want them to get the best in life you want them to be the best and you want them to have the best and when you actually have a gifted child what ends up happening is largely because of their peers, they often start to feel excluded. Um, And so they try and bury their gift. Yeah, some kids, you know, because they're perceived perhaps as nerdy or something like that, try to hide that, you know. So they might actually underachieve to hide the fact that they're doing very, very well in areas. Okay, so they're in the top 10%. What are the measurements that you mentioned, the the recognised measurements that we use to get them in that top 10%? Is it just IQ or is it ability at at maths, English and physics or something at at school? What is Mm -hmm. it? Yeah, you can measure general intellectual ability and that would be an IQ test or you can look at specific academic ability. So there could be the child who's gifted in maths, for example, or gifted in English or something like that. And that would be standardised school achievement tests. Okay. If, if a child is gifted um, and as a result is starting to feel picked on or shut out because of their school peers, what does a parent look for? How do they recognise it? Well, I think any change in the child's um, emotions, anything they're saying, perhaps they might have gone to school happily um, in the past and talked a lot about what was going on during the day and suddenly they're not talking so much or they're avoiding discussions about that. Perhaps they're not as happy, they're um, mm-hmm. you know, much sadder, they're lacking in confidence, maybe the grades have So o- obvious slipping. emotional indicators, I yes. guess. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. So does gifted and talented cover sporting and artistic talent as well as academic prowess? Yeah, I mean, it's often not thought like that, but it certainly covers those areas. So it could be talented in any sort of area. Okay. Do do gifted children uh, get less support in the classroom than children who have learning difficulties? Well, it's hard to tell, really. I mean, um, Mm. in our education system, I think there are policies around supporting both ends of the spectrum, but I think sometimes parents can feel like their gifted child isn't being supported as much because of the perception that, well, they're doing well already. The squeaky wheel gets the oil sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. Okay. What, what, what sort of support can care parents give a gifted child? They can do all sorts of things. I mean, it's looking at um, the child's interests and abilities. So it's um, looking at activities perhaps outside of school that the child might be interested in where they can find peers that they can get along with. So sometimes what can happen at school is that the child is excluded by their peers. They don't have anything in common with them. So if they can find activities outside of school where the child can find a peer group that they can get along with, that can be really beneficial. What sort of things should you look for? For, you know, for, for, you know, for, for activities outside of school? Look, I think it's, um, there's no one particular activity. It's looking at what the child's interested. So it could be from things like um, drama classes. It could be chess class cl- clubs. It could be IT clubs. It could be anything, really. But it has to be aligned with the child's interest. You know, I'm suffering from a stereotype. I'm sort of, in the back of my mind, when I create a picture of what, how I see a gifted child, I often see a child of immigrants, you know what, it's like you, you often see and hear of, of uh, families who've come from somewhere overseas and they've got a new life in Australia mm. um, and their kids grab hold of it and they learn cello and they're great at maths, you know, and they do all of these things that are seen as nerdy and you can see their parents, you know, behind them who've said, this is our chance, now grab it and run with it. I wonder how often gifted is simply someone who practices or studies more. Yeah, look, and there's certainly a component of that. Obviously, the more you practice, the better you are at doing something, particularly in the talent areas like in music, for example. Clearly, if no matter how gifted you are in that area, if you don't practice, you're not going to be particularly good. I mean, on the immigrant issue, I think there's, you know, there's certainly cultures around the world where that place different values on different things. And I'd say perhaps in Australia, we maybe don't place so much value on academics, which is why children are often feeling left out if they do excel in that area. Yeah. Um, I think kids who excel in sport, perhaps, probably wouldn't be seen as nerdy or being left out. As True. Much. Yeah. Good point. Mm. I, I, it's often, I mean, it's, this is the, the, the burden of stereotype, isn't it? I've, mm. I've imagined that a that Australian kids are good at sport and immigrant kids are good at academic mm-hmm. achievement. Certainly the, I mean, certainly there's some truth to that in the figures that you see that come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think this comes back to the value that we place on it and that the value that parents place on it. Yeah. Um, so clearly the more parents focus on it, the more they try to facilitate that, the more they praise those sorts of behaviours, the more likely it is their child will go down a particular pathway. Well, what are the best things that a parent can do to help their gifted kid? Just emotional support is one. You've mentioned outside activities. Is there anything they can do about what's happening in the classroom if, if they're feeling excluded? Yeah, I mean, I think it, if, if the child's feeling excluded, then obviously speaking with the teacher. Uh, if the child's being bullied, then looking at ways to support the child with that, looking at school policies around that. But I think one of the most important things is maintaining that communication with the school. Sometimes parents of gifted kids don't necessarily have a good relationship with the school simply because there's a mismatch between what they want and what the school is able to What they're expecting and, yeah, from the school, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. 
Um, and so I think the more positive they, a relationship they can have with teachers and principals, the better it is for their child. So they need to be the advocate in their child's life. My guest is Dr. Alina Moraska. Uh, she's from the Triple P Parenting Program. We're talking about gifted kids versus, say, talented kids. What's the difference between a gifted kid and a talented kid? Is there an easy definition? I mean, my kid's talented. <laughs> at certain things. Sure. And I think we all have, um, we all have talents and abilities in different areas. Uh, so like I said, I think a, a gift is really where uh, it is, is perceived as something that you're born with um, and that you need to practice to be, to be good at. Um, a talent is something that I guess people think um, or believe that it's more, of a, it's more of a practice issue. Fair enough. Now, how do you teach a child that, that their gift doesn't make them better than others? You know, they get, uh, what's the word? often their only recourse to marginalisation is to sort of grab hold of it and say, well, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what, what can often happen is that children actually perceive themselves as being worse than others um, because they're perhaps not good at other areas and people t- place too much emphasis on that gift. And so therefore, if they don't do so well and, you know, on a particular test, mm. they beat themselves up a lot. Um, so mm. I think what parents can do is really focus on the child's effort and the effort that they're putting in. Not so much the outcome, not so much whether they get that A plus or they yep. ace that um, test or whether they win the race or something like that, but the effort that the child is putting in, the practice, um, the time it takes, the special things that they do to, to do well. How do you feel about NAPLAN testing as an aside? <laughs> Uh, I mean, look, I think um, it's, it's certainly got its place in helping to, to identify where kids are at and informing educational That's the diplomatic but... answer. That's the <laughs> diplomatic answer. Okay. Now, the, uh, the other area, I guess, is, is, that, um, is one of relaxation. How do you help gifted kids relax, unwind, you know, to let go every now and then? Yeah, and I think that's a big challenge because gifted kids often um, – do tend to try to do their best. They often um, are probably... They really drive themselves. They do drive particularly themselves. Particularly as they start to get, become teenagers, as Yeah, that's right. Sometimes mm. they can sort of have perfectionistic tendencies and want to do the absolute best. Um, so I think their the parents do need to find ways to help their child relax. Now, that doesn't... You know, every child's relaxation is different. That could be going for a walk. It could be watching some TV. It could be going for a swim in the pool. It could yep. be reading a book. It doesn't matter what it is, but the child does need to find some ways of, of relaxing. And that's where focusing on the effort rather than the outcome is important. Do you often find that gifted children come from a family uh, where the other kids in the family are not gifted? You know, like there's, there's one of the three are particularly gifted. Yeah, look, it certainly happens. I mean, we obviously know that things like intellectual ability are genetic um, or there's a genetic component to it. So, so the potential's more, there. The potential's there, but it's obviously not a given that every mm. child in the family will be gifted. Mm. And that does pose challenges for parents, um, especially if one child has particular needs. I guess it's like having the child with a disability as well. Mm. That child's needs are very important, but they need to be balanced with the needs of the whole family and of the other siblings. Mm. It must be a nightmare for parents of gifted kids if one child is particularly gifted and lets the other children know that they are gifted. Mm. <laughs> yes, that can certainly be difficult <laughs> and takes up all the attention, perhaps, of the family. Yeah. Um, I, I, is there an easy way of finding out if, you're, if you think your child is gifted? Can they come and see you? If a parent says, I think my child's gifted, I'll go and see Dr. Alina. Yeah, I mean, certainly if a parent is, um, is sort of thinking that that might be the case or they've heard from teachers that that might be the case, then certainly seeing um, a psychologist would be the way to go. The psychologist could certainly help in terms of outlining uh, and doing some testing if necessary. Okay, and help them maximise hmm. their potential and not, and not get frustrated in the process. Yes. 
I really appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Alina Moraska is from the Triple P Positive Parenting Program. You've been listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash Brisbane.